This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. This is not a regular player, this is not a pretty good quarterback. This is an all time great. Is he? A strange bird off the field? He's a little nuts, I think. Okay? That's his deal. Is he really weird? Yeah. You don't have to hang out with him. You just have to put on your Jet jersey, go to the stadium, and watch him do his thing, which is move the Jets down the field and into the end zone, which is something you have not had in years. Subscribe to the Mike Francesa podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Mike Yusinelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Well, good evening, everybody. It is a special edition of the Mike Yusinelli Podcast, the post-game podcast on the Mike Yusinelli Show. And boy, uh, a, a really disappointing result tonight. And, and I know everybody's disappointed. And uh, let me just say from the jump, the series is not over, okay? I know there's a lot of people who are going to overreact and say, well, game's down in Boston, they can't win it. Here's the thing. Boston is not a great team, all right? And you saw that tonight. And the reason why this was a, such a terrible loss is because they squandered an opportunity to beat a team that really looked didn't look like they wanted to win that badly. Their two stars, again, were not carrying the mail for them. And, and the Sixers had an offensive meltdown in the last five minutes of the game and just did not score. And so let, let, let's just track where it was here the, the Sixers at 525 had a 83-81 lead they also won that challenge they also were 17 for 17 from the line and they scored 3 points the rest of the game for the 525 mark now you can look at that and go okay where were they well i don't know where they were this was a game again doc rivers showed a flaw James Harden was not here tonight. I've already applied the James Harden three-day factor. He needs three full days to recover from an effort where he plays well. This was not one of them. So that pick and roll that they were trying to run with Embiid was not working because Harden wasn't energized enough to run it. At that point, you go to Maxi and Embiid with the pick and roll because that it worked before. Maxi has the as a coach, you have to read the tea leaves on that. And he didn't read the tea leaves on that. And the Sixers were stagnant offensively uh, in the last five minutes of the game. You're not going to tell me that the right play in the last five minutes of the game is is to hit an open P.J. Tucker in the corner. Maybe early in the game that works and he's got to take that shot. But that's not the offense that you can run in the last five minutes of the game. You need to go to your bell ringer. That's Embiid, and you need to go to Maxi. And in either situation, the pick and roll or that nail jumper that Embiid had all night is the play to score to counter what Boston's doing. 
All right, let me get to Jason Tatum uh, because a lot of people are – see, the Celtics turned the ball over a thousand times tonight. And, and like, for, for the Sixers not to capitalize on that offensively is a crime. I mean, that team wanted to give you that game. Their two stars didn't play worth dick, and they turned the ball over 18 times. So let's get to the awakening of Jason Tatum. So I've never seen a supposed superstar – have a, a confidence meltdown like this dude is having. He's like one for 13 again. And, and like, if I'm his teammates, I'm going, what are you doing? Like, if I'm Marcus Smart, who's as tough as they come, I would I would have got on him in the house. Like, stop playing like a pussy, which is what he was doing. All right? So, so all of a sudden now he awakens. He makes a contested three from the left side and now he starts to feel it. And then he comes back down and makes another one on the right side. And he makes three in a row at, at that one point. And the Sixers got a couple of free throws of Maxi. They couldn't get a basket. Uh, and so smart makes a runner there to make it 89 to 84, which was also a killer. And then Tatum with 152 left makes it three. And that made it 92 84. That was his third three in a row he made one in garbage time with 36 seconds left I don't even count that one uh but but you know let let's look let's look at the box score in this game to see uh, who delivered for the Sixers it, it and it wasn't James Harden nor was it Joel Embiid and that's a disappointing part and B coming off that game where everybody was yeah he showed he showed why he's the MVP um, did not have the same energy tonight. And he had to have the same energy. He's the guy that had to bring them home tonight. And listen, Boston played great defense, okay? You hold a team to 86 points in the NBA, you're playing great defense. But nobody can guard Joel Embiid. And even in a double-team situation, Doc Rivers has to figure out who to get the ball to and how to make Embiid effective. And the combination that he should have used on the pick-and-roll late because you're witnessing the whole game, and James Harden is just not there energy-wise. He was 0 for 6 from 3. He was 4 for 16 from the field. You had to go to Maxi Embiid, and, and they didn't do it. And it's, it's a shame. All right, so let's now get to what the series is left as. And already the reaction is starting. The, the, the sky has fallen. The world has ended. Break up the team. They can't win a Game 7 in Boston. And I go, why not? Now, normally, I would kind of agree with that assessment that to beat a team on the road in a game seven is a tough proposition. But I don't respect this Boston team. I don't think this is a great team. I think they are flimsy. So why can't the Sixers go into Boston and win a game seven? They've already won twice there. They won with a skeleton crew in game one. Right, we're, we're talking about a team that is not a great team that's going to put you away just because they're playing on their home floor. They've got two superstars, supposed superstars, who don't deliver. And I know people for a while, Tatum's going to deliver in a game. You don't know that. You don't know that Tatum's going to deliver. He has shown some cracks in his armor, and Jalen Brown has played like crap. Let's face it, this, this dynamic duo that they're supposed to be, they're not. Now, now tonight, they, they got subordinate roles. Uh, they didn't get that in the last game. But Marcus Smart held them together tonight. So, okay, you got to count on those secondary players to do it again if your stars don't lead you. 
And at this point, it's a crapshoot as to whether the Celtic Stars are going to lead them. So I, I don't think this is the end of the world losing tonight. It's a terrible loss. They shouldn't have lost. They should have put this team away. This team was begging to be put away. Put away. Doc Rivers didn't coach a great game, I didn't think, especially offensively, when they needed him to draw up some stuff. With five minutes left in this game, he was incapable of drawing it up. And he could see with his own eyes that James Harden wasn't there. Okay? This was not a James Harden game. He was a mutt tonight. And, and you have to recognize that as a coach, and you need to get Maxi involved offensively in the pick and roll with Embiid in, the, in that kind of situation. You need Embiid to be more aggressive and get that nail jumper. You know, they're going to double. Again, Robert Williams played tonight. It made a big difference for the Celtics. Set a tone. I get it. But, you know, even in the double team, they're, they're not going to let him get to the basket of the double team. They're going to wall him off. So you got that 15-footer. And in a pick and roll situation, that's what they should have t- done in, in the last five minutes. Score three points in the last five minutes. You're not, you're not going to win a game like that, all right? So, I, again, look at uh, in total. Um, the Sixers did not score offensively. It wasn't because the Celtics are so great and put them away. The Sixers had that game in their hands. They didn't do the right things to win the game. It doesn't mean they can't do the right things in Game 7 to win a Game 7 in Boston. Now, I know people are going to have a lot of angst. I know it's going to be tough on them to live through a Game 7. Sometimes you got to go through that. Uh, and and this, this team now has to win a Game 7 to win the series. We'll see what they're made of. Tonight, Embiid, 26 points. It didn't even look, feel like he scored that many points. He, he made eight free throws. He was eight for eight. He had 26 and 10. He needed to be better in this game. He needed to be more aggressive. He needed to make quicker decisions. He did not. He needed to carry this team at home against a team that was begging to be beat. Maxi, 26, was 9 for 20. He made uh, three threes, but they didn't get uh, a lot of threes from everybody. And they, they brought Niang in there, and he made a couple. Okay. Daniel House, they tried him early. Again, that, that was like a, a, a crapshoot that he was going to play well again. Uh, uh, Harden was 0 for 6. <laughs> and and P.J. Tucker was 2 for 7. And people were going, why is he shooting the ball all the time? Because they were wide open shots. You can't not take that shot. All right? So he made two of them. He missed five of them. It shouldn't come down to a guy like P.J. Tucker. You shouldn't, shouldn't be able to count on him offensively uh, in, in a situation like that. You got to count on the two guys that are working. And your two up better, best offensive players in the fourth quarter should have been Embiid Maxi, and they got away from it a little bit. Now we look at Boston, and uh, Al Horford sucked tonight. Uh, maybe he's hit a wall. Not going to help him. Uh, Tatum ended up with 19 points. I don't even know how. He was five for 21, and he made four threes late, and he made uh, he, he played pretty good defense. I, I got to say, the Sixers I thought played really good defense tonight. Uh, they didn't get any offense from Tobias Harris, but I thought uh, he played well defensively. He was one for seven. He took one three-point shot. So if you're going to look at guys that you expect that had to deliver for you offensively, yeah, Tobias Harris is one of them. Uh, and, and Harden is, is another. And neither of those guys came to play tonight uh, offensively. Um, so it, it comes down to a game seven. Marcus Smart, uh, 22. Uh, made. A, I mean, listen, I, I, I really like Marcus Smart. I mean, he's a guy who plays tough every game, and you can rely on his toughness every game. And he held them together tonight. Jalen Brown with another flimsy performance with 17. Uh, Robert Williams gave him a lift uh, off the bench. They got 16 from Brogdon, who lost the ball 
uh, on, on <laughs> trying to transport it from position A to position B like four times. He got stripped like four times. Uh, how many turnovers? He had four turnovers tonight. So, uh, so Darren, let me let me go to you here. I know you've been um, you know, waiting patiently to to chime in here. You, you saw the game. Uh, I thought the Sixers were going to win this game because it didn't look look like Boston wanted to win it, and I was wrong in the end because the Sixers didn't score. What did you see? Well, earlier we talked about. You know, I said to you, I thought that Boston would come out and punch Philly in the mouth tonight, and they did. I thought that mm-hmm. the Sixers would weather the storm a little bit better and be a little bit more consistent in the second half. Look, I, I'm not one of those skies falling kind of guys. You know me. But it is it astounds me that they came out without incredible energy tonight in their house. It was It's disappointing. Now your dad says, you know, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. I'm not angry with them. I'm disappointed with them. How do you not come out with all the energy of a thousand suns tonight? You got the MVP. You're home with that crowd. You won a great game for you. Took it to them in game five in Boston. Now you come home. You put your foot on their throat, your boot on the throat, and you put them away. And they were a half-ass, half-speed, pretty much the whole first half and some of the second half. Yeah. And that being said, they they were only down seven at halftime. With that crappy half, they were down seven. And in the third quarter, they took the lead. Uh, and, and so w- when you look at the third quarter, Niang three gave him a 69-65 lead, and Beat had a drive that made it 71-66. There's where they had to step on their throat. Jalen Brown got a three-point play. Williams got a one-handed flush to tie it, uh, and uh, it was 73-71 after three because Harden got fouled uh, foolishly, and he made two free throws. So we get to to the, thir- the, the fourth quarter, and, and here's – here were the key minutes of the fourth quarter. 631 left. Tatum gets fouled. Makes two. Celtics take the lead 81-79. And beat counters with a jumper. We're tied at 81. And then there's a clear path foul on Jalen Brown. I think he turns it over. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. A clear path foul on um, it was Tatum, maybe. Jalen Brown turned it over. Just gave up the ball. Uh, Maxi uh, made a strip. And, and so MB goes to the line. A clear path foul makes two. They're up 83-81. With 5.57 left. They win a challenge to keep the ball. They don't score off of that. Um, and that's where Tatum admits the three to make it 84-83. Uh, Embiid had a jump shot that came, that went in and out with a chance to put the Sixers back in the lead. And then the offense just disappeared. They, they just couldn't score because they didn't make the right plays. Uh, their, their floor general did not make the right plays. The coach did not make the right plays with a pick and roll using Maxi instead of Harden and Embiid. And that's the bottom line. They they lose the game tonight. And but you know normally, I got to tell you that I'm I'm pretty much of the same ilk of fans. When I read the tea leaves, they go, "Oh my God, they got to go to Game Seven. They blew this wonderful chance. They're going to lose a Game Seven. I don't feel that way at all. I just don't have enough respect for Boston to think that that Boston is this giant killer at home, and they're going to go home and they're going to dispose of the Sixers. I, I really don't see it. And normally, I would. But I, I, I just – this team, this Boston team, does not scare me. They just don't scare me. They don't scare me at home. They don't scare me uh, 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 away. They don't, they don't scare me uh, here. They don't scare me over there. They don't uh, eat green eggs and ham. You know, I, I, I just – I, I look at them and I go, if I'm a Celtics fan, uh, and when I look at them, I'm going, <laughs> I, mean, I put my, 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 sho- my feet in the shoes of a Boston fan tonight. I'm screaming 
that these two guys can't carry me. These two supposed superstars who want to be paid max contracts, especially Jalen Brown. He's always carpeting about a max contract. And these guys look at him. I go, what are you? What are you, are you guys? Are you supposed to be dynamic? Like, are you supposed to be great players? Uh, that's why I don't fear them. Because if they're not great players, they have shown time and time again that they're not great players. They don't feed off each other. They're not a dynamic duo. And and so the guys like Marcus Smart and Horford early in the series and Derek White and, and Brogdon, guys like that have had to carry them through. So in a game seven, I don't see where the six – and I'm curious to know what that line's going to be. This line coming into this game scared me. I told you it scared me. At two of the Celtics were favored by two and a half. All right? I didn't like that line. I, I I went with the Sixers anyway because of my disrespect for Boston, and I didn't gain any more respect for Boston tonight, even though they won the game. So I am not scared of a game seven. Game seven line opening Boston seven and a half. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I certainly didn't expect that either. Seven and a half. All right. Listen. Uh, that line is a decided Boston line, okay? But again, I I don't have enough respect for this team. They've all been to decided. You're going to get an line. automatic win at home in a game seven. I just don't. I just don't feel it with this team. They're not a great team. They've been a decided favorite in every game, though, Mike. Like every game, the line has screamed Boston. Uh, I, I think this is a Boston Garden. Overreaction by Vegas. I'm not worried about it. I, I don't think the Sixers are overmatched in the game seven against this team. If it's any other team, if it's any other duo of stars, I go, okay, maybe they can't win a game seven. Uh, but and, and I'll give Jason Tatum 30. I, uh, maybe it's awakening him. I, maybe he scores 30 in a game seven. Uh, but, but the other guys have to play too. And Alf Horford can't make a shot right now. Marcus Smart's going to give you toughness. But Jalen Brown goes off the cliff. So, listen, whatever. We'll throw fade to the wind. It's a game seven in Boston. If the Sixers don't get past this game seven, will it be a colossal disappointment? Oh, my God. It'll go down in history. A chance to wrap it up at home. They don't wrap it up, and then they lose. And here comes the the, the Doc Rivers haunting that he can't win a series when he's when he's ahead. The, the the what can they do now? Do they still build around Embiid? Will Embiid say screw this? I want out. Like there's all kinds of ramifications. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. A Mother's so Day tonight, massacre. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tonight the Sixers lose ninety five to eighty six. I still can't believe they only scored eighty six points. I still can't believe the way Boston two stars are playing in this game that they didn't put their 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 foot on their neck in the third quarter yeah. and then in in a turtled up with five minutes to twenty five seconds to go it scored only three points uh, you know that's haunting they've got to forget about it and they've got to carry it on and and say we can win a game seven we see this team they're they're not that great all right that's about all I have to say on the post game show tonight. Um, it's been the, the Mike Misnelli podcast, uh, post game. And we've been doing these after every game and hopefully we have a lot more to do except one, (laughs) but we will do that on, on Sunday. We will come at you on Sunday with another post game review. And it's either exciting that they're going to the conference finals or it's another Philly disaster. And right now I'm going to leave you with this. I know you're feeling bad. I know you're feeling like hope is lost. I know you feel like the sky is falling. 
this is not a great team that they have to beat in a game seven. And I don't care what you say about the Boston Garden and all this horse crap. They've already beaten them twice there. Why can't they beat them three times? We looked at this and go, the Sixers can't win three straight. Okay, they didn't win three straight. But they also now, it's not impossible they can win three at the TD Bank Garden. All right. This is Mike Missanelli. I want you to have, I want you to sleep easy now. All right? Don't get this anxious <laughs> thing where you're going to get up in the middle of the night thinking that the season's over. All right. It's not over yet. I am preaching the gospel of optimism, and I normally don't do that. No. I no. just don't have respect for this Celtics team. All right. Keep that in mind. Carry that with you for a couple days. We'll be back after Sunday's game with the Mike Missanelli post game podcast. Thanks for staying up with us. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll check you out on Sunday. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Mike Missanelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.